Hey everybody, welcome back to Searching for Authenticity. This is Pastor Shannon Kane along with you uh, for episode three of season two. I know it's been quite a while uh, between episodes and I want to thank everybody first and foremost for uh, tuning in for the first time, continuing to tune in, check out episodes, uh, kind of sharing it around with, with friends and family. Uh, we've continued to to go the podcast continue to move around the country and and around the world and it's just really been uh really been exciting to to watch all that take place even though i've been uh in the middle of of taking a bit of a break and and uh you know getting some necessary things done um just wanted to thank you guys for for hanging in there and being a part of things and, and just let you know, we, we hadn't forgot about you. Um, and weren't trying to, to just suddenly and abruptly end things. It just, uh, like I said, it's been a, a season of, of just a lot of stuff going on. And I, I, I had spoken, uh, the last episode about three months ago about, you know, about being a wounded healer and the, and the need to uh, admit that we were wounded and uh, uh, find the space to heal. And, and, and it was really kind of a, you know, almost a testimony to some effect of uh, just where I was and, and the season I've been working through. So um, I want to thank you guys for your patience uh, while I've been doing that because uh, even though I didn't announce it as such, you know, it's, it just kind of, uh, it, there's, there's never a good time, I guess, uh, you know, if you're going to say, well, I'm stepping away for, for three months and, and I'm not going to be doing anything for a while officially. Um, you know, there's, there's probably never a good time for that because there's always a reason to continue on, uh, which has been my problem. Uh, my excuse over the last 12 years to not take the breaks that I've needed. And I really just kind of needed this sabbatical. Um, I've only preached like one sermon in the past three months, and uh, I did a wedding the other day, and, and that's been about it. Um, you know, I've just been trying to spend time with my family, uh, get some things done. Uh, had to go through and have some oral surgery done. Um, the end of December, and you know, part of the reason I had to take some time away is I had to figure out that it was pretty ex- pretty extensive, and so I had to figure out how to talk again so that I could uh, do this as effectively as I'm capable of doing it. And uh, so it's, it, it's just been, you know, uh, things like that going on. Um, one of the exciting things that have happened is that uh, – if you guys have listened to the episode, uh, Danny's story, if you haven't, I encourage you to go back and, and listen to that. Um, we are, we started the process about a month ago um, of, of finalizing, making official her adoption. Uh, and that happened just kind of all of a sudden. The The finances just came in out of nowhere. Um, the the ability to to do that to get the the necessary signatures so that we could do it um, as an uncontested adoption, all those things just fell in place in rapid succession after almost seven years of waiting. Um, 
So, you know, patience does pay off, I, I suppose. Uh, but guys, it's been moving, doing a lot of cool things there. And so, you know, we have been, uh, we have had a lot going on still um and and a lot of good stuff going on and wanted to share that with you and 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 two just wanted to to thank you guys like i said for for hanging in there um for checking out the the podcast and 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 i'd encourage you um you know to you know if you if you want to if you feel like it's something worth doing um to to rate or drop a comment on the on your uh favorite podcast platform about uh about the podcast um if you want to go over to the facebook page uh searching for authenticity and and leave us uh uh you know like on that leave a comment uh send a message through that um you know if you have a question if you uh if there's something some topic that that you want to see addressed on the show sometime just um, you know, let let me know. I'd I'd love to be able to do that. Love to be able to interact with you. Um, that's that's the only weird thing for me uh, from going for all these years of of preaching directly to people uh, in person to you know doing this podcast uh, is that you know there, there's a that little bit of a lack of interaction. So I really enjoy that. So if if you guys um, you know want to do do that send messages or or drop comments or whatever please please feel free to do so i'd i'd uh, really enjoy and appreciate that um so kind of the reason that again that you know that there were a lot of a lot of things that led up to um this sabbatical that i've been been on been taking um I talked about a couple of them, but, you know, one of the things that, um, and I'd said previously, you know, that um, I had left, um, left denomination that I started preaching in after, um, I guess, about nine years or something like that, um, that there, there was this, this struggle in me um, that I couldn't quite overcome, and it was this this thing that I kept seeing, and that I kept, the language that I kept hearing, and it, and it wasn't isolated to that one denomination. It was it was all over the place, and it was this 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 issue of of uh, you know feeding into the organization more so than than feeding into the kingdom. You know, if we're supposed to be about the things of Jesus and and following Him and and really building up His kingdom, which is based on uh, love one for the other, and and based in in the gospel of grace, I saw you know so much more of you know how do we make people Methodist or how do we make people Baptist or how do we make people Pentecostal. Instead of how do we help people learn to love God and learn and love one another, and you know how do we? It was how do we acquire more land and build more buildings, and 
have more programs and and buy more equipment and and all these things and it just it, it was really had just given birth to such a restlessness in my soul that um you know it, it, we had worked really hard as a as a church and as a group to um you know make sure that we were spending as much money on mission work as we were on administrative stuff and uh, the cool thing about this new partnership that we've entered in with and with a neighboring church is that you know they've offered us space in in this building that they have um which is ironically the building that we started out in eight years ago um that we could house all of our missional outreach ministries there um, free of charge and that would be their partnership with us and kind of their donation to us uh, and being able to operate there and uh, I, I made the comment to them the other day I said you know it's the first time in the, our eight year history that we've been able to, to truly do what we've w always wanted to do and that's spend everything that we have resource-wise, whether it's monetarily or whatever, uh, directly into mission and not be feeding administration anymore. Um, and that was, that's was that been very important to me um, you know, over the last three years. I wouldn't take a, a salary or, or any kind of stipend or, or anything like that from the, from the church so that we could put more money into into mission and uh and now that we're not going to be paying rent and utilities then all of that goes directly into mission which is which is you know very much my heart and, and the heart of our folks um but you know it, it was still this this gnawing nagging thing of, for me trying to figure out you know how do we overcome and and how do we present Jesus to people who are so used to being sold a membership to a club and and not being given the free gift of grace that Christ extends because the membership to the club comes with a lot of rules and stipulations and and all this weird stuff that gets pulled out of nowhere sometimes out of thin air just based on the preference of the local tribe doesn't really have anything to do with anything biblical um it just you know it, it becomes um one one means of membership and it, it's just not at all who we're supposed to be or what we're supposed to be doing and you know I, but i struggle with those scriptures that say you know don't don't neglect the fellowship of of believers and, and i believe very much that we're we're meant to uh exercise our faith in community and and that we're supposed to uh you know walk these things out not only individually but to, together as a community but but how do we do that and not in that community not become a, a, a club that, that we're feeding the the needs of the club instead of focusing on the needs of the, the greater community? 
that we become outwardly focused and not inwardly focused so much. And, uh, and so that's, you know, that's been one of those things I've really been trying to, trying to work through and, and probably why it's taken me a while to, to get back into a place. Cause there's, there's been a lot of grieving for me in this. Um, you know, there's, um, for, for somebody who's, who's kind of grown up insecure and, and really worked to try to overcome some of it. But, you know, let's face it, some of that stuff just lingers around whether you want it to or not. You can, you can work through it and work through it and work through it and, and, you know, something will happen and, and all those old insecurities seem to kind of come back up. And, you know, when you have folks that are, are, are leaving your fellowship to go to join one of the clubs and and I've I've never fought with anybody about that. I've always encouraged people with that. They've they've went with my full blessing, and and you know all the all the love that I can send with them, uh, send them out as as missionaries because I know they're going to do great things. But at the same time, there's always this sense that somehow I failed, uh, that that they're leaving because of me, and and you know it's it's probably kind of selfish to look at it that way but you know i'm just being honest with you that you know part of part of my grieving process through all this has been uh trying to work through the fact that you know it's it's not my fault that they're leaving it's not their fault that they're leaving it's a new season there's new things for them to do god's given birth to a new passion in their heart for them to do something different somewhere else. And so, you know, that's got to be okay. Uh, I wish that could have been 100% okay right out of the gate. Um, but, you know, like I said, for me, it's just taking a little bit longer for me to to be able to overcome some of that. And uh, because, you know, you do feel if people are friends of yours and, and you care about them. You you've cared for the, for them and for their family, and and tried to help foster the their faith journey and and things like that. And then all of a sudden they're they're going away. It just you know it feels like somehow that in all of your efforts that you failed. And uh, but you know like I said, it's I needed some time to heal up from that so that I wouldn't be trying to move forward. Um, Either with a with a chip on my shoulder or with some woundedness that was always going to be shaping my decision making. So, um, so that, that that's kind of been you know another part of the reason for for the time away. But it's just been you know uh, a good time for reflection and, and and asking some hard questions that I wouldn't want to answer or wouldn't ask before, uh, like the. The issue with you know what do you do with the with a with a church culture that's geared toward um, you know the the club mentality when you know your heart's very much in tune with with Christ's community mentality instead and being outwardly focused you know what what do you do with that do you um, do you try to create a groundswell. Or do you just do what it is that you're called to do and allow the Holy Spirit to create the groundswell? Because if you go you know, to the second ch- chapter of Acts at, at Pentecost, that's really what happens. 
is that the disciples are just being faithful to do what it was that they were called to do, not having any expectation or idea of, of what was going to happen. And Pentecost happens and, and thousands are, are uh, give their hearts to the, to the Lord and, and, and start to form this amazing community where everybody loves everybody and everybody takes care of everybody. It doesn't mean everybody's the same thinks the same, talks the same, or anything like that. But but the the core essential thing that they all come around, a love for God and a love for one another, is the thing that, that binds them together and drives them forward. And they learn to work within their uh, within their differences and, and things like that. And there's a lot of them. And, and, and that's really where, you know, that's really where my heart is, is, is coming around the idea of I don't need everybody to come with me in order for me to do what it is that God's called me to do. Um, sometimes it's going to mean walking away, you know, it, it, during a time when everything seems like it's going great in order to go to the place where God's calling you to, which might be some remote somewhere uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are uh, with the Bible, but um, they're a little further along in Acts, and, and I don't have my Bible in front of me, so I'm uh, not going to be able to quote you a chapter and verse. But um, you know, Philip gets sent sent out to. Uh, he's actually been preaching, and and some amazing things have have happened around him, and he gets sent out. By the Holy Spirit to to this uh, Ethiopian eunuch in the desert, who's by himself, uh, who's reading out of the book of Isaiah, and who's struggling to understand what he's reading, and um, the Holy Spirit just says, "This is where you need to go." So he comes alongside this this chariot in the middle of the desert and begins to preach the gospel to him and explain to him what it is that he's reading. And so, you know, that to me that's that's the thing that that I think that we have to be uh, bold enough and brave enough to do at times is to to know that if God births a passion inside us that uh, that it, we we need to be willing to uh, act on it even if nobody else is going to go along with us, even if there's not going to be a crowd around to see it happen. Um, if, you know, whatever hang-up we might have about it, that um, that we're willing to go even if nobody goes with us. And that, you know, when I said that I was going to be taking this break, um, you know, I had different folks trying to talk me out of it in different ways, um, you know, maybe not take a complete and total break, maybe, and, and it's hard. You want to care for people and you love people and, and they're dear to you and you want to make sure that they are taken care of, but at the same time, you can't give folks something that you don't have yourself to give. And if you're completely wrung out and, and there's nothing left, you know, there's nothing left for you to give, and you can actually run the risk of doing more harm than good. And that was, that was really where I was starting to, 
to find myself. And so, you know, moving forward, um, I don't really know what it's going to look like. Somebody asked me the other day, said, uh, so you're still doing your missional outreach? Yes. Um, and you're going to be doing it in partnership with this other church, but you're not merging with them. That's correct. And you guys are just kind of, you're not having any, uh, any official worship services right now. Correct. So what's your plan? I don't have one. And, you know, that's the first time I've been able to say that and say that with with confidence and say that feeling good about it because for so long everything had to be mapped out and everything had to be planned and everything had to be okayed and approved. So I'm in this season of, you know, whatever God wants to do, however he wants to move, wherever he wants to send me, or if he doesn't want to send me at all, I'm I'm just I'm okay with whatever. I'm really I'm not coming at this with any preconceived notion about where the Holy Spirit is leading. I'm just putting my sail out there and letting the the fresh wind of the Spirit catch it and lead me where it will. And and I think if if we if we could do that more and not have to know the destination all the time and not have to know the outcome all the time, that we might actually find more more joy and more fulfillment in the things that we are called to do. Um, you know, because the thing about, you know, coming at this with a lot of expectation, a lot of preconceived notion, a lot of prelaid plan, is that when those things don't work out the way you wanted them to, then it's going to feel like a failure no matter what kind of success God brings your way. It's it's going to feel at some level like a failure. And you know, and it's not. You know, it just didn't work out the way you wanted it to work out, but it it's it's going to work out the way God wants it to work out. And uh and so I'm just trying to, you know, be in this place where I'm I'm more open to that and not having to be so planned out and so so mapped out and not having to have you know this large groundswell of people on board with me and and you know cheerleading and and pulling in the same direction um i'm just i'm confident that if if like the priests at the banks of jericho as joshua was, was about to lead the children of israel across the, the waters of Jericho into the promised land that I'm going to have to step out into the water and get my feet wet before God parts the water. So I can no longer stand here on the shoreline and expect God to move obstacles out of my way. I'm going to have to st- take steps of my own in that direction, showing him my own faith in his plan in order for me to see, you know, the fulfillment of it. So uh, I'm excited. Um, I have no idea what what the next steps are going to look like moving forward, 
But I'm excited about it. I think, um, you know, whatever it is, God's going to do some incredible things. He's been doing some incredible things already. And um, I'm just excited to see what it's going to be. Um, I feel like that, you know, that our our best days as, as a church are ahead of us, even though the church has taken a, a lot of hits and a lot of black eyes in uh, – in popular culture right now because a lot of the people that are, are claiming to, to be Christian who are, are, are leading with hate instead of with love and, and more condemnation than, than grace. But, you know, somebody's got to, somebody's got to lead the way. Um, somebody's got to be the, the one to, to share the authentic Jesus with people while all the the false Jesuses are running around, um, and and it might as well be us. It might as well be the people who who understand that you know Jesus was uh, Jesus was the the savior of the drunkard and the drug addict. He was the the savior of the the prostitute. Um, he was a savior of of the rich and the poor alike. Um, he's a savior of us all, and not just the the select few that can talk right and and act right. So that's what what we've been up to, um, and that's how we're going to be moving forward. So have a as as much as I'm going to plan, I have a. Uh, have a plan to be uh, much more regular on the broadcast going forward, um, allowing the Holy Spirit to, to move in that. Um, and I'm praying for you guys, um, whether that you're okay with that or not. Um, I am um, thankful for you. I'm thankful for, for all that you're, you're bringing um, to the table right now. And just pray that, um, you know, as we get ready to – to move into this new season that, that God's going to do some incredible things and that uh, his true heart for, for, for people, for his people, uh, for his children, which are all of us, the, the whosoevers of John three sixteen, that, um, you know, that, that we'll see, um, the true Jesus, um, exposed in, in, in the light of day, in our culture more and more that the, that this false westernized um jesus that keeps getting thrown at us the fundamental jesus the radical uh political jesus and the evangelical jesus um you know all, all these uh false representations of who christ was um start to fade more into the background and we can see uh, more of the the heart of the Christ that loves us all. So thank you guys again for for uh, being patient. Thank you for uh, being a part of the journey and uh, we just pray that uh, that uh, God will uh, continue to keep uh, moving in, in your life and doing uh, amazing things right before your eyes. Um, until we meet again, have a great day.